Trisha Alexander is the head varsity women's lacrosse coach and is also the director of STARS at Cardinal Gibbons High School. Her experience as a collegiate athlete brought her to coaching in the Raleigh area, and eventually her relationships in the community brought her to work at Gibbons. Her love for her sport, combined with her natural energy and commitment to building strong relationships, has led to the development of a state championship winning women's lacrosse program, with four championships already under her belt in her short time at Gibbons. There is so much more to coaching young leaders than teaching them just about the sport. Listen in to hear more about how she develops both a culture of leadership and winning on her team, on and off the field. Enjoy our conversation with Coach Alexander. What's up, team? Welcome back to Gibbons Leads. Uh, today, our guest is Coach Trisha Alexander uh, of our women's lacrosse program, also our director of STARS. And... Uh, all around, just people pick her up or here uh, at Cardinal Gibbons on a daily basis. Coach, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Um, if you don't know, we had to, we had to beg her. It was a while. It took a while. It's all right. It's all right. But, but I, I'm not too proud to beg. No, me either. Absolutely not. You're going to be a great guest. So I'm excited that you're here. Awesome. Um, well, your reputation uh, as a coach um, is intimidating to work with. Um, congrats on all your accomplishments. Um, can you kind of tell us, you know, what your connection to lacrosse is and, and your love for it and if there's a way that you could tie in how you're developing some of our young ladies into leaders through it? Um, sorry, I know. That's a good one. All right, so my connection. Actually, I was just on an alumni high school um, Zoom a few weeks ago with my high school coach that kind of started me in lacrosse in seventh grade. So backyard with my brother playing lacrosse, then decided to play in seventh grade. Actually, my mom just enlightened me with the story that I had so much energy. She just sort of was like, here's my little seventh grader. Can you take her? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that. She's like, oh, yeah. Um, so that kind of hurt, but yay. Um, so started in seventh grade, always played high school, college, love it. Had no intentions of after college. I coached for two years. At Loyola um, University now, it used to be Loyola College, um, coaching until I moved down to Raleigh and somebody got wind through the church that I was uh, I played in college. And so with two babies, I'm now coaching rec ball downtown in the city. So kind of started that way, went through Broughton for four years coaching because it was a Broughton parent that found me and then moved over to Cardinal Gibbons. So, yeah. What, what brought you to Gibbons? What was the reason for the shift? Why did you decide to come here? Great question. Um, I think the opportunity that I could keep having advantages and people that would support my vision or direction or my passion, um, you know, a school or at least a you know, athletic department from the outside. And when I got to come for the interview, it was like, yeah, we'd love to support you. We would love for you to be able to travel and do what you think you want to do. So that was awesome. I mean, I was hearing some no's, not a lot, but, you know, the other place, and maybe it was just they weren't able to at that time. So that was definitely exciting because then I knew that I could hopefully whatever vision that would form from these girls, I would be able to to hopefully foster into a program. Here. And then how did you get to become the director of STARS? Where did that come in? Where is your background in that? <laughs> great question. <laughs> well, um, great question. I don't exactly remember the beginning, but I do know Jason Curtis had reached out to me 
about um, the relationships and sort of what I do on the field, possibly bringing it into a school. And there was an opening at the time at STARS, and I believe it was, you know, Leslie and Todd are good friends, and sort of that relationship, he sort of knew what I was doing on the field and thought maybe I could help put um, an element of, you know, more interacting with the students and that departments have just come up, hey, here's my computer, fix it. It's sort of like, hey, let's just talk and get to know each other and sort of making it more user-friendly in that space. So awesome. that's sort of the short version of it. Yeah. Cool. It's fun to be a spectator uh, in our community sometimes um, because different different spots have different cultures and different energies and whatnot. And, you know, our drama department's an example of that. STARS is an example of that. Um, I think our swim program's a, uh, an example of that. But also getting to see our women's lacrosse program, like my first time going and seeing you guys, it was pregame. And these girls were just making so much noise, and I'm a huge fan of noise. Um, <laughs> like I think it, I think it translates to energy. I think it, it helps other people feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, like, and you have a spark as an individual, but how have you gotten your group to be the way they are? Good question. I am constantly feeling like I have to work at it. I naturally have a lot of energy, <laughs> um, and I think it helps. Right. I, I get uncomfortable in too much silence. Um, I know you play a lot of music. I have to assume you, Gabby, are the same way with that. Um, I just fuel off that. And so with the girls, sometimes it's, I don't want to step out of my comfort zone. So, you know, we have lots of stuff inside the program, like the buddy list, you know, the buddy groups that we have with each other. And my senior leaders know how I am, the energy I want, sort of what I want to bring. And so they kind of foster that into the whole team. And it's a constant reminder, and I'm always caffeined up or hyper, <laughs> so they know it's okay to be like crazy and high energy. It just makes those two hours so much more enjoyable and so much more fun. But it's I'm always I feel like softly pulling that out, especially of the younger ones because they're new. I don't want to be too cool, step out of line too much, and I'm like, hey, I love that. I support that. <laughs> Look at me. And then my coaches are crazy, and you know we're all just different enough, but. Uh, I just try to encourage that. It's just a lot more fun. I don't have music all the time, which I should, but I think I'd be dancing and singing too much and not focused. I know. <laughs> it happens. I know. Well, it's it's a nice reminder that, you know, energy is, is such an important part of what I think leaders bring to the table. And it doesn't have to be the super crazy energy, but leaders fuel the room and they fuel people, right? And that actually, you know, I'm sure we all can attest to that. That can be tiring, right? Uh, especially when you're giving that energy and, and fueling that fire for your team, right? And having to provide that. So what what fuels you? What is that, that recharge? What fills your tank that gives you that energy that you bring then back to your team to create that kind of vibe that excites you guys? What fills you up? What fills you up? It's like a good Gabby question. <laughs> You know, I just love kids and I want them to be their best self. And I think of all the opportunities and all the people and leaders that I, I was around and probably in the moment I recognized it because I did work for them and absorb it. But I think later you reflect on it and you're like, wow, that was super pivotal. I want to be that. And I'm trying to be super mindful that every time I'm on the field is an opportunity and then also things can change. So my group can shift with a coaching staff or a player getting injured or you know or getting somebody to finally 
believe in themselves enough that they come out of that kind of their comfort zone and they're stretching a little bit. And I think, you know, I was talking to our club girls a few days ago and I was like, you know, all of you can be leaders. It doesn't have to be one person. And we're all looking at one or two people being leaders, but you all have it in you. So who's going to step up and get out of that comfort zone and lead and know that it's okay and that we want that. So I think it's that, you know, I just want a bunch of women to be confident and strong. And when they come out there, have fun with it too. And be like, you don't have to act like a freshman. You don't have to act like a sophomore and no one's too cool and no one's too good. So I think it's always just touching into individuals and mannerisms and paying attention to who's having an off day, who's struggling. Let me get a pulse on that and kind of push them through. So I don't know if I ever, you know, I'm lucky to have a great husband that loves sports and we talk about sports all the time and kids and how it affects us, good and bad, and how we've grown from it. And we want that for our own kids, but there are people around them. So I think that's just the, the next day of maybe I can impact or maybe they can impact me if I'm having a bad day. So cool to hear you say, um, you know, that you want your uh, girls, your women to be confident and strong and uh, that that's something that can be learned through their experience with you. Um, is there anything else that you consistently see, you know, through the progression of your girls as you work with them as freshmen until their seniors, even when you have them going to college, that you see them pick up through athletics, through the game of lacrosse? I think the fun evolution literally is confidence in them constantly just putting it out into the world and being consistent with it, right? It's not moments of confidence and it's understanding that they impact the people below them and their energy and their words and their actions and all of that. And, and then seeing them get to seniors here where I think they're really at a good spot of confidence or maybe struggling, but they're moving through it. And then seeing them, some re-struggle again as freshmen, right? Cause it's humbling. Cause it's like, you came from big dog to now you're trying to figure it out again. And then some picking up and continuing to soar. And it's just awesome. Yeah. And it just gets me so happy because you know it, like, right. You're not surprised when you see that kid, you're like, Oh, I knew it was going to happen. But, um, it's the one that struggles that keep pushing through. You're like, that's pretty cool. So I just, yeah, I just love seeing that at the college level. What would you say, we have a lot of students that ask uh, a lot, especially as freshmen and sophomores, you know, how do I become more confident? They're, it's like they want the secret recipe for, I want to be that person. Um, we all know that that's not an so easy hard. place to get to, right? <laughs> so what would you say in your mind are kind of the key ingredients to build confidence and, and to end up being a confident person? What are the things that a student has to do or experiences that they have to have to build that confidence in your opinion? Gabby, such a good question. You know, right? Because that is what everybody kind of wants to be sort of at the end of the journey instead of kind of going through it and what makes you confident. I think it's stepping outside of that safety group, right? You see groups of boys and girls kind of float around here and even educators, that would be fair. Um, float in a certain area and I think when you step out that and you feel okay and that's that confident part mm -hmm. um, but taking chances I think not listening to all the noise right social media maybe stuff on Instagram or snapchat or any of those things um, staying inside your own beliefs and I think that comes from having some good friends a good family foundation and I think for kids finding their confident there isn't it's just do something that you love. Don't be afraid to do it, whatever that is. 
and kind of sit in that and don't be afraid to have a teacher or a coach give you some tough love and work through that because I feel like that is when those confident people kind of come through when you come through that and you have to have a little adversity or tough love mm-hmm. and you have to stick through it. Yeah. I think the kids that don't stick through it will be the ones that will struggle. Mm-hmm. I've seen you have to sit in the ugly and then when you come out you feel good. So when I see kids hop around to schools or clubs or whatever looking for that soft words or not that struggle that's not the answer you gotta sit in it yeah that's so true i mean we you know we've we've talked about that with kids before about confidence weirdly enough you kind of have to put yourself in positions to be unconfident to gain confidence and to put yourself in positions to do something different and to fail and learn so that over time you get better and better and you become more confident in yourself. But it takes that first step of discomfort and being willing to sit in that discomfort and taking feedback from other people, right? And that's feedback. why it's so important. I know. And feedback's tough, right? And giving feedback's hard and, <laughs> and taking it can be hard. And right. so, you know, it's great to hear that, that you, you kind of see the same thing because it's so important for our kids to realize that you aren't just confident out of nowhere. For sure. Um, and people that are confident have put themselves through a lot of things that have put them in really uncomfortable situations that have maybe hurt their confidence a little bit, but over time it gets better. So um, just in continuing to encourage our kids to put themselves in those positions to try something new and take risks and fail, but also being around supportive people that are going to help them learn from that versus kind of letting that failure inhibit them from wanting to try again, you know? So those relationships going back to that, I think is so important. It kind of connects all those dots, you know, yeah. having that support and having those relationships are really important to help you get through that. Yeah. Um, and people have you up, right? Hey, like get back up again. It's gonna be okay. You got this, yeah. but you need that too. Right. So for sure, finding that place where you can take those risks, but then you have that support around you is kind of that, that ideal scenario for, for building that confidence and hoping we can find ways to give our kids both of those ingredients. That's why I love like sports, you know, like, Everyone wants, I always say, every year comes, everyone's so excited to try out. And you're like, yeah, and then you you know where it's going to lead. But everyone wants to try out, and you're like, yes, everyone wants to make the team. I made the team. Everybody now wants to be in the starting lineup or get some playing time. It's not necessarily their time all the time, mm-hmm. but there's so much you can learn if you don't let everyone around you tell you different. Like if you learn if you're on the sideline or if you're watching the coaches or the other players, and when it's your time, you've earned it at some capacity, especially at a place like Cardinal Gibbons. Like, we're different. You know, we're elite in all programs and all sports and stuff. So, you know, one of the many things I love about sports is you you earn it. And when it's your time, it's your time. And don't be afraid of it and take it. And, and you're going to fail on it. And then you're going to pick back up. And you, if you really want it, you'll go back at it. And that's, you know, some of the people that come through stars and even – my kids do the lacrosse program I'm like it's so great you have so many opportunities and programs that are different than just like sports mm-hmm. or theater arts like take advantage of those because those are where you get those leadership and those talking opportunities that help you on the field or if you meet people just socializing in general so translates um all right so i know 2017 2018 2019 state championships 2016 too four in a row no biggie. Uh, 2020, a little thing called uh, coronavirus mm. pandemic. <laughs> it's uh, a little thing. <laughs> ripped. Uh, just took your season out from under you. Uh, took your chance at a fifth consecutive state championship. Uh, this year, I believe uh, Chapel Hill won our state championship, a team that you beat twice in the regular season. Yes. Um, but they got you guys in the playoffs. So here you go coming off of four um, state championships. And in the last 700 days, like, 
dealt a pretty tough hand as a leader um, who everyone just expects winning state championships is what you do now, right? I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but there's, there's how, a little added pressure. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, uh, I know seasonally as a coach, it's tough to wait for that next season. Like, how are you doing? How are our girls doing? How do you uh, pick up our program and, and get it back in the direction where you're used to? <laughs> yes. So yeah, we went thirteen and one. That that we we lost to East on the third. That was a hard one. Um, but I think what it always reminds you is that you know, any given day, right? Any given time, and you can't be afraid of the challenge. And I think um, how we're rebuilding is we're going to start summer workouts. We've never done that ever. I'm going on my eighth year coaching here. Yes, and we've never done summer. We're gonna do summer lifting and kind of get the girls. What I think was a missing component is time together, which I couldn't get. You know, I couldn't get in 2020, nobody could get, and I had a young group that needed that cohesiveness, that leadership, more togetherness, so they all felt that connection. Um, so we're gonna start this summer, and you know, we have a lot of young people that are hungry and ready to go, that really want it, that felt it, they kind of expected it. Seniors that felt like they let people down, that's a heavy burden, right? And it's not on them, but they know what they've been a part of and they're so proud of it. And that's what I love, man, that the seniors every year just feel this love and this, this gratitude for what they've had and what they've been through. And they want it for everybody. They were like, you gotta have this experience. It was like game-changing for me it was like who defined like and it's a highlight of high school like one of their highlights and so um you know I, i'll bring alumni back this summer have them touch on points that made them great how to reconnect so there's not a disconnect with our program so i love alumni coming back and most of them are playing and even those that aren't can share something um so yeah we'll get back at it early and we'll put a lot more work into it and more work that it's just being together more than the skill set skill set of course but it's just that what's expected of coach what's expectations of the program like don't want those little things to slip because when those little things start slipping it kind of translates as we all know um and there was a little bit of that but that was because we had three games in 2020 before it ended yeah. so we had seniors that didn't have anything that year and then we had our seniors that were leading us that hadn't had anything since their sophomore years if they had even played so that gap really, you know, kind of rocked us a little bit for us, but starting the summer in a few weeks, which has never been done. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, time is a competitive advantage in my opinion. And I think what, you know, time being taken away from us, um, you know, has shown that, you know, it's really valuable. You know, the time that we have to spend together to prepare uh, our group to be going in the same direction at a high level. Um, so I have no doubt um, all of the pennies that I have that I can place on Cardinal Gibbons Women's Lacrosse next year, <laughs> I'm putting down um, that will be bad. Awesome. I do remember last year um, we worked with some of your girls um, through the athletic leadership retreats, and we did some follow-up stuff during you know quarantine time. And I do remember Allie Rogers um, was a you know a, a notable leader, but she she emphasized the idea of nothing is promised and. Um, that was kind of her mantra, and, and I, I carried that a lot with me through through this year, and it's just remembering that nothing's promised. We have to work towards everything we have, but also to have that gratitude for what we've had, you know, and, and to remember that that's not just given to people, but that's something that we have to earn 
Um, and so it seems like that's still kind of the mantra for you guys is that, you know, we've had this history, but it's not promised to us. We have to work for it. Right. And how do we get back in that process and, and work towards that thing of, you know, our legacy of who we are. So, you know, it's cool. And it was really cool to see how your girls handled that adversity last year. It was evident that you've done a great job of building that culture of taking care of the younger students, taking care of the younger girls on your team. That was something that was important to them and just being a model during that time um, and setting an example of like being positive, as, as positive as possible. Right. Um, I think the girls did a great job of that last season um, during a really hard time. So I want to commend you for that. Thank you. Because not everyone took that with grace, you know. <laughs> um, it was hard and it was cool to see the seniors, you know, many of them obviously thinking about how this has impacted them, but seeing them take that adversity and turn around and try to be, you know, a role model for your, your younger girls. It was really, really cool to see that. Yeah, Allie was so profound with that. And, you know, when you say something like that at the beginning of a season and then you see it turn and it's really true and it really, they felt every bit of that. And then they felt their responsibility to give back to the under. I mean, they all did videos mm-hmm. that um, all the seniors had a video of, the legacy, the little things we did so no one would forget. And we put it together so they could see. I mean, it was important for them to say, hey, we didn't get to do this, but this is something we do. And this is like a big deal for us. Right. um, Really proactive approach. Yeah. You know, instead of reacting to the situation, being proactive about how are we going to take this challenge that's been given to us. So I commend your team and what you've established. Um, Not a lot of teams took it that way, which is really cool. That's awesome. Um, I want to kind of transition a little bit and talk a little bit about STARS. STARS has been uh, a new program that started here when our laptops obviously rolled out. I don't even know how long ago at this point, seven or eight years. But this is kind of our our key kind of student center for technology and it's grown a ton i mean i see kids you know especially last year kids were taking apart laptops and repairing them right there like i mean we have our own freaking apple store basically you know in the library which is really really cool um but this year has been kind of a challenge you know you haven't been able to do as much with students what are kind of your hopes for stars as as it moves forward as a program like what do you want to see happen how do you want to see it evolve and maybe kind of change from what it was before i love the you know interaction of the students you know you really get to, i mean look the laptop is a platform it's just a thing it's just a tool like a vessel <laughs> but yeah like i love it when i'm talking to anybody with it it's seeing what they pop up and just interacting with them and you find so much out while i'm fiddling with the device and i think it's more cool factor right technology is cool most of us like it we love our phones so making it just it's cool you're not weird or different because mm-hmm. you like technology we all actually like technology mm-hmm. making it more user-friendly with the people in the stars area and mm-hmm. i think we've done that and mm-hmm. um you know i have football guys that i've captured that are like you know go show Xander, how can i help and let me do like i can do something I'm like you can do whatever you want just come on through and like we can teach you hey we all can learn mm-hmm. and so i think it's just keeping it like a fluid place that people can come mm-hmm. all people with all sorts of different brains or what they like and you know, I love that about it. I love that I'm seeing more people come through, different people come through, not just the obvious, you know, right? It's you know, sports or sports, theater, theater, technology. You feel like you have a group of kids, but when it starts to intermix mm-hmm. is when it's really fun. Mm-hmm. So I think I enjoy that part. I want to keep seeing it go that way yeah. and step up the cool technology side, you know. Leslie is so cool with the cutting edge of things and mm-hmm. keeping that, like, mainstream and really interactive with the students, not to remove that, I think will be the continued vision. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's just fun watching the kids take it apart. Oh, People yeah. get interested. They'll they'll walk by and act like they're not. And I'm like, you can stop. It is cool. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening either, but we're gonna watch. Yeah. And then you know, you start learning that way, and maybe that sparks something for somebody. And they didn't even know. Like, who really sees the guts of a computer? Nobody really. Or who usually really care, but you care when something doesn't work. So it's just kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that kind of interaction, just pulling them into a world that they're like, nah, I'm not interested. And you're like, well, you're not interested. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So just continue that kind of upwardness. For sure. Uh, we're recording this on May 18th. Uh, selfishly, uh, I've got a uh, child due June 18th. So we're coming down the home stretch. The reason I bring this up is because. I have the uh, pleasure of teaching uh, Coach Alexander's daughter, Taylor, in my Gibbons Freshman Seminar class. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't have favorites, but if I were to have to pick a team uh, <laughs> from our freshmen, she's making it. Like she's, <laughs> she's, um, she's an unbelievable person. Like She just is positive. Um, isn't afraid to put herself out there, you know, and all the goofy stuff that I do. She supports her <laughs> classmates. Um, and you can tell she cares a lot about the right things. Um, she must have learned that from coming to the middle school leadership conference. <laughs> oh, that's where she learned it. Yes. And the, must be. But the, must be. The, the reason I bring that up is <laughs> She's because. She's a pretty good model. Yeah, the reason I bring that up is because as an educator and a coach, I think we have a tremendous impact, opportunity to have impact on people. But I think what I've also realized is there's no greater impact than the impact that parents have on their kid. Absolutely. Um, how has that been for you this year, balancing, you know, being a parent, but also, you know, being a coach for her? Um, and any other tips, advice you can give me would be truly appreciated. I'll be here. I'll be here taking notes, I too. thought you were going to make an announcement of, like, the gender reveal. Yes. I was waiting for it. Do we already have that? I was waiting for gender oh, reveal. Only God has it. Yeah. I, I, oh, man. I was like, he's going to say it. <laughs> So I was excited that she was going to, you know, coming in as a freshman, you know, and she's had to earn it. And it's, I was curious from only myself, how I would be um, coaching her. Would I coach her the same? Would I think I'm coaching the same, but, you know, not really. And I feel like I did a really good balance. And there are a few games that my, you know, coaching staff reminded me that I, totally you know coached her like I would anybody else because of how tough I was even with her I'd said things to her that I would have said to anybody else in that situation and um you know watching her come out of her shell I mean that's awesome you say she's out of her shell putting her back in as a freshman somewhere where you didn't have an eighth grade season right coming from a program that they love their coach so much Lori Uji just a wonderful woman and with education with sports um and seeing how she navigated and she had to put pay her dues like anybody else and i love that and right when i want to be like oh you're not hanging out with anybody or maybe you need to push harder you know i yell just the same or you know the car ride home it was a few conversations about stuff but then it was just like hey it's mom and daughter and we shifted and not being too different you know, hard on her here or there, but saying, hey, you know my expectations, you've lived with me long enough, mm -hmm. you've heard me talk about all these girls that come to this program and how wonderful they are and the greats, why they're great is because they work mm -hmm. and they're a student of the game and they care about it and they never let up and we all want it, but not everybody wants to work. Mm -hmm. So if your passion is telling me that you want that, 
then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell them. <laughs> you yeah. got to work, and there's no easy way. And it doesn't matter if you're my daughter or not. Let me look at Caroline Kimmel. Her mom is Kirsten Kimmel. Like, Duke Women's Lacrosse, one of the greats that come out of Maryland. She didn't get treated any different, and her darn well, her mom didn't treat her any different, and she could have. So it's been really fun, I have to say. It's been fun seeing, not fun, but when we lost that game against East, the tears of all of these young kids, like that pain and that, like, I get it. And you're like, oh, you get it? And that's good. Like, right? It's like, I don't want you to get it because you got all are crying, like all of the upperclassmen, but that's something, right? That, that, that touched you somehow. And that means now you got to go to work and you got to, when we're pushing you or, or upperclassmen are saying stuff or you think you're giving as much as you can, but you're really not. Like, don't be afraid to be great. Yeah. Like everyone's kind of, some of, a lot of people are afraid to be great. Not all. You see some and you're like, okay, little freshman, you're not afraid. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you see some that I'm like, I'm really good, but I don't know. It's like, yeah, why not? Like, I want that. I mean, my whole philosophy when I came in here, I don't care what grade you are. I remember I was confused. I probably I could have been misunderstood that only junior seniors made varsity. I'm like, huh? Like, what if you're a great freshman? Like, I want that, that person to develop. Yeah. You didn't have to be a certain age. Like, yes, you should earn a starting lineup if you're a certain, but anybody should make the team if you can have that. And so she's always been around that and seen that. And so it's just been fun. Like, I really enjoy it. I feel like we've connected differently. I mean, I've coached during club, but I always say high school is different. Um, we're around them more. We get to know them more. And it's just we do all these little nuances that we don't do at club. And I love it. So it's been it's been really cool. I'm excited to see her journey and all her little friends that came in at their journeys. What do you look forward to having your daughter experience at Gibbons over the next few years that maybe she hasn't been able to experience this year because of COVID or maybe it's just something that happens later down the road? Like, what is your hope for her, for her Gibbons experience? I want to try, you know, the leadership opportunities and you know, maybe student council, I know, you know, Rogo's been after her for some things and she stepped back at first and reluctantly I'd let her, right? And I want her to take those opportunities. I remember myself back a thousand years ago in high school, I did plays, I did a year, but I did all these things. I might have been softly building my resume for college. <laughs> However, I still did them and I think it was weird and not me, but it was an experience that I remember and there were new friends that I met. And I want um, her to branch out and take advantage of those really cool opportunities to meet different leaders and be, you know, educators and people. And I think that opens up different doors and then it all translates back, if, you know, for academics and where she wants to go for school and sports. So I really want her to take advantage of all that's offered because it's just so awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people take it for granted because it's known. But when you hear people that are outside of Gibbon say, oh my gosh, I had none of that. I wish I would have. You know, you just want to make sure she takes advantage Definitely. of that. So that's my big hope. Definitely. Well, it's kind of cool because it brings me back to the, you know, the first story you told about how you got to Gibbons, right? And it's kind of these one-off interactions relationships with different people that kind of network where you don't necessarily expect to come work here or maybe become the director of stars but right. through those moments of meeting new people you end up having these kind of opportunities so for students recognizing too that you know just because you maybe do a play or you do some council one year that either you're bound to it for the next four years or like now you are categorized as the drama kid or the student right. council kid but more so how those interactions can open up 
different opportunities down the road that you wouldn't have expected just by simply trying yeah. or creating that connection with an adult or with another student on campus. So, you know, I think they might underestimate the power of just those smaller moments and interactions down the road um, and encouraging them to just do that, to, you yeah. know, meet that kid, say hi to that student in class that you're kind of like intrigued by that maybe you don't know them very well, like, you know, interact with them, right? Because who knows? Right. Uh, we're doing right now in GFS, we're wrapping up with our uh, future me project. They're learning about like kind of future careers. Cool. Um, and Mr. Nolan and I both had our students present about like what they want to do and where they want to go to college. And my big message was like, hey, there's a network right in here. You want to be a real estate agent. You want to be the real estate broker. This person wants to go into construction. This person wants to be a lawyer. Like you never know who yeah. is in the room with you and to not take that for granted. Um, Cause there's so much to be offered here. And the Gibbons network is real. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, I left Gibbons and the network was there. Even people that I didn't think were involved in this world, you know, it, it expands. So to take advantage of that and not yeah. to be afraid of that. Um, comes confidence yeah. and comes relationships and, and other opportunities. So I want to encourage our students to, to keep that mentality. That's a really good point. Cause that's, you know, when somebody was like, how did you end up at stars? You didn't have it. I'm like, it's an opportunity to do what I was doing, right? Coaching, teaching, mm -hmm. influencing people, building people. Instead of across the guy, I have a laptop, mm -hmm. right? And interacting with people is interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have to adjust, and relearn different mannerisms or personalities or people, but it's that opportunity. So that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly right. Being fearless enough, it's just another opportunity. So yes. I love that you said that. That yes. is, even as adults, we need to do that. Definitely. That's awesome. Definitely. Cool, I could talk to you forever. I know. I wanna steal everything between your ears, um, but so happy we get to work with you. Um, appreciate, you know, just seeing you in the hall. You're one of those people that, uh, is incapable of not saying hello and saying more than hello, which I think in a, in a you know, compound way has a, a greater impact than people realize. Yes. Um, so you, I appreciate You feel that me that on some days when I see you in the hallway and you've got energy. It's like there's times where sometimes I need that to know that other people are, are okay, we're, we're all here. We're still doing this. We're grinding like the energy's there, you know? So right. I appreciate that energy that you bring to our community because on days where I need it, you feel feel at my tank. Well, her and I walked over. She, we walked over the other morning, and we're doing temp checks at the front of the school. I don't know how we both got there. I think it was an accident. Probably. But um, she said she said hello, and like had some snarky comment for every <laughs> single given student that walked through the door. And these kids were like, like turning, like Who's ripping that? their head, Who's like, that? like, how dare you? No. I don't know if snarky is a word, but it was just like, I don't know. I had so much fun in that five minutes with you. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was like the easy thing to do would be. To not say hi to everybody, yes. even though you yeah. don't know them, you know what I mean? So um, I hope you know that you're having a massive impact with those small acts, and I believe Thank that's you. contagious. Yes. It helps me uh, be more that way on days when it's not so easy. So, um, Coach, love you. So much fun talking to you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for you joining. the best. So much love. So much love. That's <laughs> how right. we roll. It gives us leads. So I'll get, I'll, we'll get Taylor going. Yep. Maybe sophomore year, Chick-fil-A Leadership Academy. You Maybe never know. junior, senior year. You never know. I like it. Lots of opportunities yeah, I think, ahead. I think I she'll be joining us sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll get her in here. Coach, appreciate you. Thank you.